0: to From a Particular Point of View. I'm Dale. This is a podcast where we look at American life and times from a perspective of faith. There's only
1: one God, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. We're on a mission from God.
0: Politics. Why
1: should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Nerd. Nerd! 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 I'm a nerd. I'm pretty proud of it.
0: And enlightenment. What the good doctor hasn't uh, let in on yet is that your test shows that you're
1: a genius. Please, your IQ scored right off the charts. There isn't even a classification for you It was so high. All of your tests indicate that you have the most advanced intellect in the history of humankind. It will test your head and your mind and your brain, too.
0: So sit back, literally or figuratively, and enjoy American Life and Times from a particular point of view.
1: 106 miles to Chicago We got a full tank of gas Half a pack of cigarettes It's dark And we're wearing sunglasses Lighten up Francis My lords My ladies And everybody else here Not sitting on a cushion Today Today You find yourselves equals For you are all Equally blessed For I have the pride the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you a knight sired by knights, a knight who can trace his lineage back beyond Charlemagne. I first met him atop a mountain near Jerusalem, praying to God, asking his forgiveness for the Saracen blood spilt by his sword. Next! He amazed me still further in Italy when he saved a fatherless beauty from the would-be ravishings of her dreadful Turkish uncle. In Greece, he spent a year in silence just to better understand the sound of a whisper. And so, without further gilding the lily, and with no more ado, I give to you the seeker of serenity, the protector of Italian virginity, The enforcer of our Lord God, the one, the only, sir. Dale.
0: Hello again, this is Dale, and welcome to another wonderful episode of From a Particular Point of View. You can uh, reach me, uh, any kind of comments, questions, whatever, uh, responses to from a particular point of view at watercoolercomments at hotmail.com or watercoolercomments at uh, gmail.com. Um, today, um, I, I had a, an idea for one, um, uh, I guess, you know, topic for, the, uh, for the, the show here, but then something came up and um that has really struck a chord i guess with the uh with, with the american life and times so to speak <laughs> and so i'll be putting uh some of the beginning of this uh into into re- responding and talking about that the other one is well my initially um see last weekend i think it was um by the way it's a saturday uh it's a kind of a timestamp. um the November 20th, yeah, something like that. anyway. <laughs> Happy Saturday to you. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> last weekend, I saw a movie. Um, actually, I saw it on Facebook. Um, at first I thought it was a kind of a joke, was it? Um, and unfortunately, uh, this world tends to look at Christian things as kind of a joke yeah, okay Christian yeah okay whatever you know and and the the world gives um, the same allows Christians to have the same amount of technology so anyway I saw the, the 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 movie small group and I will give my response on about that anyway um to the what <laughs> to the beginning of this here you know what kind of pushed its way in the beginning of course was the verdict of Cal house um he was the young man who um who came to uh, I, I believe his his uncle's i think business in in wisconsin what winoka or whatever that little town is and uh he went not only to protect his family's holdings but also to provide medical care if need be and he took with him um an ar-15 and to those people out there who Think of assault rifle. <laughs> you know that AR does not stand for assault rifle. I was listening to CBS News uh, a couple today. I think it was yesterday, and they actually said he had an, an AR-style weapon, rifle. It's like AR-style, Armalite-style. I yeah, because AR is the acronym for Armalite, and it's Model 15. So it does not stand for automatic rifle 15 or whatever, or assault rifle 15. Anyway, with that, um, the acquittal came down, which, of course, had America on edge. Um, As I understand it, they posted um, 500 National Guard troops in the town to prepare for what they knew was going to happen. I mean, there were people, as I understand it, who swore if he is held not guilty, acquitted, whatever, the town will burn, people will die, blood will be shed. I mean, and as I understand it, um, every part of uh, of the uh, the defense, the prosecution, everybody got death threats, which is just terrible. (sighs) Anyway, so um, yeah, so with that, um, I'm going to play here um, the the verdict, in case those of you who may live in a cave. and who didn't hear it or anything, or maybe, um, yeah, who knows? Uh, but anyway, you know, maybe you just read the news in the newspaper. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll play it here, and also uh, I'll put on, on this part because what I'm seeing is from Fox 13 in Tampa Bay. When I first saw it, it was on Breitbart, the, the stream. But uh, I also tried to describe a little bit of what I'm seeing, which, which hit a chord with me when I was watching this. Anyway, so um, this is the, the verdict. The defendant rise face the jury and hearken to its verdicts. The The first count of the information, Joseph Roosevelt.
1: We the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. About, As to the third count of the information, see. unknown maker.
0: Now, about the second one, you can see his jaw clenching, um, his heart, his 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 chest breathing a little bit heavier. You can definitely tell some responses from from the that reading right there. Anyway, continue. Now,
1: we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. house not guilty. As to the fourth
0: count. Now, that one there, his jaw begins to quiver. You can see the pressure mounting on him. Um, I was a kind of a late bloomer, and I don't think I could take that kind of pressure this young man went through. Of course, he's 18 at this particular time, but you can just see the pressure on him is just immense. It's I. It's mind boggling. Continue.
1: Out of the information, Anthony Huber. We, the jury, find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty as to the fifth.
0: Now, right there, he he he. Flinches his face and his eyes, and he's still, his jaw's quivering, his body's shaking. Again, the, the it's almost there. So far, so good. It just, it's, to me, you you can't write this kind of drama. It just, it's real life. It, it involves a real person, not an actor in Hollywood somewhere. This is just, this is high drama to an extreme.
1: The of the Bros-
0: now, at this particular time, his whole body's shaking as if he's just breaking down there, getting ready to cry. It just really it tugs in your heartstrings, for especially for people who who thought he was innocent anyway, and I believe he was anyway.
1: Read the jury, find the defendant Kyle, Ritt- Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty.
0: Now, right there, when that final I don't know if it was a book closed or gavel, whatever, when he was not guilty on all five counts, he collapses down. He can't. The pressure's off. And he can't take it, he just he's looks like he's about ready to cry, his face is contorted in that crying thing, he just collapses and depending on what you which which version you watch, he either drops out of the camera or it follows him down to the chair where he's just beside himself. Remember the jury? Uh, these And this one here apparently is one where actually it shows him dropping into the chair and in just total exhaustion. So anyway, unanimous verdicts? Is there anyone who does not agree with the verdicts as well? Now, during this part here, he's trying to compose himself. He tries to stand up, but halfway up, he collapses back in the chair. And that's when his lawyer, and I think his mother, I'm not sure who the older lady is standing next to him, but they're trying to help him. They're trying to help him to regain his composure. Trying to, he's, you know, of course, beside himself, um, the pressure's off and you can just see the exhaustion in his face. It's just amazing. Would you wish the drink Paul? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, folks, you Okay. So that was the, the verdict, not guilty on all charges. The reason why I thought this was extremely important, extremely, um, because we've already seen through, um, of course, they, they couldn't put this race. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse is a white guy. He shot three white guys. Um, as I understand it, uh, everyone around him was white. Um, the, you know, the prosecutor, the, the attorney, white. Um, as I understand, there was one black person in the jury, just one. But they couldn't, you know, because I understand even, even former Vice President Joe Biden labeled him a racist, a white supremacist racist when this first happened. Of course, we all know what we think about him, you know, hey, let's go brendan So <laughs> anyway, um the reason why I think this is really significant is when it was a rash of of as the media puts it white cops, you know, shooting black unarmed people, um it went to court and a lot of these cops were losing their livelihoods and getting sued. It was terrible, just awful. So and and actually, I read online and through threads that um, there are people actually in stores who watch would watch gangs of black people run in, grab things. And why I said black people? Because that's what the video showed. The video showed black people coming in, taking armloads of merchandise and running out. And the, from the threads i seen for people who've watched this said that their bosses said, do not do a thing, let them. Why? It's simple. Because in today's society, if you choose to go against a black person, you are a racist, and and the word racist is now being, in my opinion, morphed into what the N word is. You know. So that's one thing. Is also understand is that in this activity, when when when, when, when young Mister Rittenhouse uh, shot somebody, the guy he shot, one of the guys he shot, actually said the N word out loud. Along with, I want to kill you or or something like that. But to me, it, it, that's what that is, is that, um, is that if this would have been guilty, um, you would have seen a crime wave in Kenosha, at least if not around the country, because they know that no one can go out there and challenge them you know, I'm already hearing about and seeing on videos of against, like I said, black people just running into stores, taking whatever they want and running out. And they know there's nothing anybody can do about it because the system would be for them. That's what it's like in Portland. That's what it's like in the Northwest. Again, I live, unfortunately, in the People's Republic of Oregon, where you can do that, where, you know, this the, um, the, the district attorney is completely for Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and things like that. So anyway... Now with him being acquitted, you know, not guilty. Now people could still go out there and protect their things. They can go out there with 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 sidearms, with rifles, with weapons, and tell these people, no, you you are not going to destroy, you know, th- this this business, this house, this car. This is mine. I will protect it. And uh, so anyway, with that, um, I am elated at at Mister Young Mister Wittenhouse being being um the virtue of being not guilty because he wasn't you know you have the right to protect yourself and but the prosecution um ridiculous at best i mean you couldn't put this on tv how stupid did this guy i mean from what i had the comments i heard the questions he asked beyond ridiculous um again it's almost like a parody um of, of a bad law law and order show it just it's amazing Anyway, <laughs> again, I didn't really mean to rant so much. Well, I actually thought about putting up a whole episode of this, but <clears throat> but you know, just a, a little bit of my I wanted to put in my, my take there about how important this verdict was. It's either a, it would, it would be it would have been either acknowledging and accepting lawlessness and and whatnot and, and death and murdering and stuff or it would be acknowledging the fact that we as Americans, or depending on what part of the country you're in. <clears throat> I don't know the laws of other countries, so I'm not sure. But at least we as Americans have the right to defend ourselves, you know, via the Constitution. I mean, that's what it says, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So you have the, the right to protect your life, your liberty, and to not to... It's not to assure your happiness, but to work toward it. Anyway, with that, <laughs> I'm going to go on to... Um, the topic that I originally planned for this was about more, not really about Christian movies, but more or less is about Christian entertainment. Um, Cause I, again, I just got through watching a um, small group and it's about um, <clears throat> a writer uh, who his job was to go and um, one of these undercover gotcha things, you know, to find a group of people he doesn't care for and write um, gotcha, you know, uh, um, papers on them um editorials opinions whatever and um i guess he in the in the show him and his wife and his little girl were in la and uh he, he got sent to athens georgia i believe um to look into uh evangelical christians and to show of course the the writer and his boss are both um non-christians um very secular uh they're not they they're not i don't know if they're atheists because um, that's one thing I noticed with that people who hate Christianity or who don't like Christians or whatever, you never ever hear about them not liking like Buddhism, Muslim, Islam, or Islam um, Hindu. It's only Christian, which makes me wonder, okay, why? Why don't you ever hear about atheists or non-secular non, you know, people complaining about Christians or uh, they just complain about Christians and, and not other religions? So I just like. I still don't understand that part, which makes me think that that it's it's all about, you know, basically the, the, the fight between God and the devil. Because to me, personally, it's, you know, my opinion is that if you're not Christian, believing in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, then you are for the devil. That's just me. If you don't believe in God, you know, the Holy Trinity, so to speak, and what Jesus died for us, you know, how he died and what what he did on the cross. Then uh, if you don't believe in any of that or something different, the devil is quite crafty, very, very crafty. So that's what his his plan is, is to any way he can, by hook or by crook, by an inch or by a country mile, to lead you away from the one true God. From his son and the Holy Spirit. That's just what his, and he's very, very good at what he does. As we look around the world, there's proof. Anyway, <laughs> um, I digress. Go back to the main thing. Well, you know, with this movie. Anyway, he moves to um, to Georgia, and he uh, his boss tries to get him to wear spy gear, like pins and and um, and spy glasses, and, and to record what he sees in these small groups. Well, first he goes to a church. And it doesn't quite fit for him and his family. They're like seeing how they act and his Christians. Well, these Christians are weird. Whoa. And besides that, he really couldn't get a good idea of what he wanted for to write about. So he decides to go into these small groups. And for those who don't know, a small group is a group of people, 6, 10, maybe 20, who sit in and they go to somebody's home, one of their, one of the homes, and they, they they talk about the Bible, about what it means to them. Maybe um, something that was read, possibly in church that that you know the the, the Sunday before, about their faith, about their background. Just a small group; it's quite personal. Um, it uh, can be intimate. Uh, maybe you know, in, in many cases, it's uh, more or less a closed setting because um, some intimate things are spoken. I've been in a couple uh, small groups, and they're they're wonderful. I mean, if you're afraid of the big crowds or the big show, the big you know, maybe some guy in a in a pulpit with a three piece suit up there and a pounding it, and and with a big stadium with thousands of people. If you don't, if you want to be close to God, but not be that, small groups are a really good way to, to go there. Anyway, so he went in there and uh, he started getting to know these people. He tried. To, he started asking questions that would be considered to some Christians like, "Whoa, I, I don't know about that," and and some actually did, but the way they answered him was, you know, really nice about some of the questions they really weren't sure about but uh, he got to know the people the, the men in the group because pretty much um in a way speaking that he got to befriend the men in the small group and they begin to do things together and the fellowship got stronger and stronger and um the, the one of the gentlemen in the, in the group uh there's I think two or three gentlemen in the group actually decided to go to a guatemala or guadalajara Gua, Someone tongue twister for me, South American country, Guatemala or something like that. And um, one of the gentlemen hurt his back and says, hey, man, I can't do this. I need you go to my place. It's all paid for. and There's nothing to worry about. It's it's all good to go. Just, just pack your bags and leave. So he says, OK. So he took with him all his camera gear. Um, cause not only does he have this piece of spy gear, but also being he's in media, you know, writer and whatnot. He also has some really, nice. I mean, I saw some of the camera gear on the show uh, in the movie. And it's like, wow, that's a nice camera. It made me a little bit jealous <laughs> anyway. So he goes down there and to help a, an orphanage and he just sees what they're going through and he befriends a child and, um, and the child takes him to his house, even though Everybody around him says, "No, don't go, don't go." So he brought somebody else with him, and uh, to because you know a white guy, a white American with a fancy camera in the slums of Guadalajara—it's like Guadalajara, anyway. Um, it's just it's not pretty. So, <laughs> and as it was, the little kid took him right to his house, where his older sister was just about ready to be prostituted out. Showed a man standing above the bed, loosening his belt. And one of his buddies who came up behind him and no no you don't and anyway he got hurt a little bit came back the the really I mean that's one thing is he came back with a black eye a very you know swelled up eye and I I saw the the eyes like wow that's a really good makeup job it looks pretty real but um, yeah it's uh it's just amazing how the transformation of this man the writer went from. um, you know, I'm going to come in here. Now, he didn't. Now, his boss wanted him, uh, originally his boss wanted him to to wear the spy gear. He's like, gotcha, huh? I got you, you Christians. But he says, no, I want to do it fairly nicely. I mean, yeah, I'm going to prove these guys are wrong, but I don't want to do that in a really conniving evil style. I want to do it with the truth. Use the truth to battle them. Well, um during the course of the movie of course um he became the fellowship got stronger with um him and his and his male friends and according to his wife and the female friends in the small group and um he began to you know he began to see that okay they're not as bad as, they, as we thought they were and uh right before the end there his boss takes the bits the bits and pieces of video that he already has and makes his own edited version which makes christians look just terrible now don't get me wrong, Christians they're not holy than thou. You might know some Christians that act like it, maybe talk like it, but we are sinners. We do stupid stuff. We do we sin just like anyone else. We don't try to, but it just happens after all we're all human and humans are filled with sin. It's just that usually the world tends to forgive non-Christians a lot easier than they forgive Christians. You know, yes, we do try to live by a higher standard, but we don't always succeed anyway <laughs> so it, it's uh so eventually you know um the the he comes up um and wearing his spy glasses to the group after he's sinned against his his, his friends and neighbors and tries to for, uh, ask for forgiveness for what he's done for making this terrible terrible video and then he gets the video himself and makes his own edited version of the video and what he saw through his own eyes not being a secular jerk but being a person who's more friendlier to the topic, and um I really enjoy this movie i mean a lot of movies are are kind of cheesy uh some christian movies you know um it's you know um there are some good ones out there um I really did enjoy the God's Not Dead series I've seen all of them um david a r white I believe has did a good job pretty much leading movies like that Those christian movies um and uh let's see um I still see. I still believe. I think I've seen that one, uh, but there's other ones. Um, oh, do you believe? Which is a good one. Um, and an interesting thing is with some of these Christian movies, they actually use actors you haven't seen in years. Um, a long time. <laughs> and I thought it was oh okay, so they're not dead these actors, um, and I, I, it makes me kind of wonder if because these some of these movies that I've seen, they are they're they're directed and, um, and written by Christians. And I see these, these actresses and actors who haven't been in TV or movies in like many years. And there they are. It's like, Oh yeah. Cause one of them is, is Lee majors, you know, six million dollar man. And there's, um, oh, uh, civil shepherds in there. And, and I'm thinking to myself, are they doing these movies because they're believers now? Or are they just out of money and they need some money? Um, a Christian movie, sure, I'll, okay, fine, I'll play the role, whatever. <laughs> I need the money. <laughs> I mean, is it that way, or do they actually do, that, you know, believe what the movie storyline is about? But, uh, I've really been enjoying the, um, the newer, um, the newer, the newer, move, the newer move, Christian movies. Um, they're, they're not, I mean, I don't remember any cheesy Christian movies when I was a kid. Of course, back when I was a kid, I don't think that, um... Christians really did a lot of movies. Um uh, music was big back in then. I then I discussed that before with um with the Jesus music movie uh which I highly recommend especially if you were any ways at all connected um with with that culture, you know, um in the 60s, 70s and, and so on. But um the culture has grown. Uh I it seems to me that uh, back when everything well, of course when everything first starts out especially with Christians you can start out with um, with an idea or the passion for doing movies, music, whatever. And with Christians, it's like they they didn't have the opportunity or they didn't use it well enough for whatever the reason it is, But it just sounded like it was look looked and sounded cheap and and they you know not really professional. But they're getting much much better at it. Um, there's a it just yeah all these kind of movies like that. Uh, although uh, along with the when I bought. Um, small group. I also bought a movie called um, Camp Mana, which is a kind of funny kids movie. And uh, it looked kind of cute. You know, the only thing is, is that what kind of got me my attention on it was Gary Busey's in it. And it's like, say what, H- what him. And he looks like he always has in all those movies, kind of crazy looking guy, wild hair, you know, got that look in his eye type thing. And, and uh, I was, it's, um, it wasn't my best purchase. And it wasn't the best Christian movie I've seen, but it was, it had, you know, okay, it's got some potential, I guess, or some, I mean, some people might like it. I, I thought it was okay, just, and I, I did buy it, not knowing what to expect, but, um, you know, so, but I guess if you're a kid, and because it's got some cheesy moments in there, it's like, ah, okay, and this, ha, uh-huh, funny, and, you know, so, but I, I, depending on your attitude toward Christianity, and of course, if you're a kid or not, whether Camp Mana would be a good movie uh It is full, however, of all kind of christian biblical um it, it, you know, references and whatnot, full of it sometimes to an extreme, which like wow um okay, that's interesting way to look at it, but okay, cool, whatever <laughs> anyway so um yeah, it just uh the idea of um i I am enjoying though how uh, more and more Christian movies are coming out um and one one also that I really enjoyed was uh, that I seen but it's been a while is The Case for Christ. Um that one there, uh it, it was again it was about a um an a writer for a publication and he was definitely um non-Christian. Um I, he got really angry with his wife for becoming a Christian and he went out to prove once and for all that though God doesn't there's no god, it's just us. I'm going to prove that God isn't real, blah, 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 blah. So he went out, extro- he even rented his own little office or apartment, whatever it was, to prove without a reasonable doubt, without any doubt at all, that no, God doesn't exist. All this is fake. It's not real. You're wasting your time, blah, 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 blah. And he couldn't do it. And eventually, of course, he became a Christian as a, as a per this. And and um, let's see, um, I'm clicking on right now. Um, it's, uh, oh, trying to remember um okay it's that one is even that one is produced by by um david a.r white was well, again he's been in several different christian movies but De lee strobel is the guy who who wrote it and um he's a somewhat well-known christian a, um uh a producer whatnot um and he's the guy that uh, oh he used to write for the, the in the 80s the chicago tribune so again he went out to prove that um that religion is what you think it is it's something just you know it's something else so anyway um so with that that's um yeah so I uh invite you to um yeah if you can if, if you want check out these these movies these Christian movies and, and look into the Christian bands um they're not like not like they used to be they're not cheesy and, and dumb I mean, some of them, depending on your idea cheese or dumb, but they're quite entertaining. Very nice. And once again, uh, Cal Rittenhouse um, is not guilty on all, on all charges, which is wonderful news for people like me, people who are fans of the First Amendment, fans of the Second Amendment, fans of America, because um, I believe that um, Antifa and, and BLM are Marxist, racist groups who are there to... To divide and dismantle America, and conquer them, so that somebody else can come in and finish the job. That's my personal opinion. I mean, conspiracy or not, but that's just how I think. So, anyway, uh, this is Dale, and uh, this is from a particular point of view. And again, if you have any responses, um, uh, ideas, thoughts, opinions, whatever, yeah, write me at from a particular not from a particular point of view. Water cooler comments at gmail.com or watercooler comments at hotmail.com so until next time everyone around the world all my listeners have a great day and uh see you next time